With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast with Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Using an interview format, Pastor Bob will introduce you to men and women whose ministries are impacting this world with the gospel and will also provide commentary and insight on end-time prophetic events we now see happening in the news. Now here is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries and I had the privilege a few weeks back of interviewing Perry Stone of Manifest Broadcast at the Edgemere Church of God in Edgemere, Maryland. Uh, his ministry in the church graciously blessed our ministry with the permission to air his broadcast uh, worldwide on our radio station. And I had, and they also granted me permission to interview Perry Stone for three or four minutes uh, after the service. And there was a lot of people waiting to see him. Uh, I had three or four questions prepared in advance of our meeting, but he answered three out of the four during the service. And because of the time constraint, I told him uh, during the introduction that I would edit the questions on our broadcast uh, with inserts from his sermon that answered the questions, and he was okay with that and said, that, that, that's fine. And then there was one final question that I asked him that we'll get to at the end. But first, let's go ahead and get started with an interview with Dr. Perry Stone that was exclusively on Evangelism Radio. I'm here with Perry Stone, glory to God, and it was an outstanding service, and I just appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule just to give me one or two minutes with sure. you. Sure, glad to. The question I have right off the bat, Perry, how do you relate current events in the news with where we are at on God's timetable? Well, we find it in Matthew 24, where Jesus gives the signs of his coming in the wars, the rumors of wars, the famines, the pestilence, the earthquakes. All these are the beginning of the birth pains or sorrows. That's Matthew 24, 8. And then he takes you all the way through the time of false prophets, false Christ, people being offended. Then he gets to Matthew 24, verse 14, and says, The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Then Jesus goes into verse 15 and begins to talk about an abomination nation that will make Jerusalem desolate. Then he gives you these weird cosmic signs that are going to happen, that are going to be signs of his return back to the earth to rule. And then he talks about after the tribulation in those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give her light, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. In Matthew 24, Jesus says, then shall be great tribulation. So he mentions it himself. Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he also makes an allusion to this 
where he calls the Antichrist the man of sin and says the man of sin cannot be revealed till something that's restraining him is taken out of the way. And when that which is taken out of the way is removed, then the man of sin can be revealed. Many scholars, and I don't consider myself a scholar, I consider myself a teacher of the word, they believe that that which is restraining the Antichrist is the church that's full of the power of God on the earth. We are a restrainer to evil. You know that we are. When the same-sex marriage came down, nobody protested but the people who knew the Bible was true. Nobody protested. It was those Christians out there that were protesting. When Planned Parenthood, when they have the videos that talks about how they sell the parts of the babies, the tissue, and let's keep the head intact so we can sell that. Can you imagine? Listen, this is what Hitler did to the... To the this is what the Nazis did to the Jews. They took their bodies apart and took their babies out to experiment with them. What have we got in America? Exact same thing. What are we going to do now? Fly a Nazi flag over Washington? Come on, I'm going to preach anyhow if you want to hear it or not. Is that what we're going to do next? Are we going to do that next? Are we becoming like the Nazis in America that didn't respect life because they were Jewish people? I mean, this is getting crazy. Come on, somebody. Help me preach right here. This you know, and, and shedding of innocent blood and all these other things that's taking place. Only the, Bible, the people in the Word know it. So we're the restrainer of evil. So when that which is restraining evil can be removed out of the way, then evil can have its full reign on the earth. Also, Satan, according to the Bible, is cast out of heaven at that time to the earth, coming down with great wrath, knowing he hath but a short time. Amen. Amen. Uh, next question. Do you believe the Antichrist will be a Muslim, or will he be a European like some ministries say the, you know, we have to have the revival of the old Roman Empire. Uh, I personally believe he's a Muslim. I've got a teaching that went something like 40 weeks uh, on our radio station talking about the rise of the Muslim Antichrist, but what do you think? Uh, are they a Muslim or will, they be, or will the Antichrist be European? It's Revelation 13. It's the image. Now the Greek word in Revelation chapter 13 for the image of the beast is icon. That's the Greek word. So it says this. He makes it, the false prophet makes an icon of the Antichrist and makes it speak and live and the, uh, the world worships it. And if you don't worship it, meaning if you don't go, can I say it this way? If you don't follow the Muslim religion, you'll be beheaded. Revelation 24 says they're going to behead people. Who else beheads people but Islam? Come on, somebody. It's on TV all the time. I know that you also have a lot of teachings on the Land for Peace initiative and, and things like that that's happening to the United States. Uh, can you talk about that? You know, what do you believe concerning the Land for Peace initiative uh, that the U.S. is trying to force Israel into right now? Why, you got, you got to follow me with this. I'm reading from the King James translation of, of Joel chapter uh, 228. It shall come to pass afterwards. Now, in Acts 2, Peter quotes this, but Peter said it'll come to pass in the last days. But I want to concentrate on this. If somebody says to you, now we're going to go eat after, afterwards. Afterwards we're going to eat. You know you're not going to eat right now. But what, my question will be after what? After the choir, after the preaching, after the altar call. So Joel tells you what the afterwards is. After Israel is restored as a nation and the land is blessed and God begins to prosper after that. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You got it? 
Now, what's so, what's so important about that, I'm going to talk about this in a moment, is 1948 began the healing revival, and that was the year that Israel was restored as a nation. 1967 began the charismatic renewal, and that was the year that Jerusalem, which was a divided city down the middle, uh, East Jerusalem belonged to the Arabs, West Jerusalem belonged to the Jews, and in a six-day war, they tore the wall down and united, Is- united Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So all of that's significant in a lot of this prophecy. And here's what Joel said. I'm going, to, I'm going to prove to you this is not tribulation signs. It's before the tribulation. Ready? Now, it'll come to pass afterwards, meaning after you see Israel restored as a nation. I'm going to pour my spirit up on the flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. How many know a lot of people are having visions and dreams about things? And it's coming to pass. And let me tell you, they're already, everything in Joel 2 is already happening for the first time in history. Come on, I said in history. The blood moon, the outpouring, the volcanic eruptions. Now, what's that mean? It means really, it's a sign to you and I of being the last generation to watch all these things come to pass, right? Hey, Lord. Now, in Joel 3, track with me for just a moment. He then, Joel begins to talk about the sins of the nation, which has caused the judgment that God will send. Look with me at verse chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, in those days, and in that time, I'll bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. I will gather all nations to bring, down, bring them down in the valley of Jehoshaphat and plead with my people there, my uh, heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Y'all didn't get this. Let me, maybe I need to slow this down a minute. Valley of Jehoshaphat is the Kidron Valley directly in front of the Eastern Gate. And God says, now this is a last day verse. This isn't a verse for then. I'll take Judah, that's the area of Jerusalem, and I will take all of my people that the nations have part of their land. It scares me crazy. When, it didn't matter if it was President Bush 1, Bush 2, Bill Clinton, George W. or President Obama, when they tell Israel, give up your land to somebody else, that land is a covenant that God Almighty gave to those people. You can't mess with a covenant. See, it's not, it's not about a piece of property. It's about, it's about God speaking covenant. Well, you mentioned blood moons there a minute ago. Uh, tell me why you believe uh, this could be a sign of something significant that's about to take place in the world, especially here in the United States. Then he says this, now when the Spirit of God starts getting poured out, I'll show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, now here's the key, before, before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. The phrase great and terrible day of the Lord is an Old Testament phrase used by the prophets for the great tribulation period. So he said, he said, here's what he's saying. Now, before the tribulation comes, he said, your sons and, there's going to be an outpouring. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. The moms and dads are going to be involved with it. He said that mm, visions and dreams are going to be happening. And he said, not only that, but be aware that there's going to be some cosmic activity take place. He said, the sun's going to be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Now, if we go into the book of Revelation and read about the very end of the tribulation, the moon is darkened and the sun is darkened. So that is not what he's talking about here. You with me? The moon is bloody looking here and the sun is dark. So I go and I said, look, I don't understand any of this. In 1998, 96 it was, 96, 
Uh, I was in Jerusalem, and I began to hear a discussion that in 1998, they had a picture in the Jerusalem Post of a lunar eclipse, and that moon was as red as blood. And it said in the Jerusalem Post, blood moon over Jerusalem. When I saw that phrase, my spirit leaped. I said, what's a, a blood moon? Where have I read that at? And then I read it in Joel. So I get the article. I started doing research because I got tickled when Pastor Biltz wrote the book on blood moons and John Hagee preached it. People said, have you heard about blood moons? I said, yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> because some of you remember, I preached blood moons before. it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I was country when country wasn't cool. You know, have you heard that song? Uh, I preached blood moons. Listen, this is the truth. I preached blood moons when nobody paid attention to it because it wasn't happening. Only when it starts happening do people start paying attention to it. And so I, I, I started preaching. I said, here's what a blood moon is. I started preaching this in the late 1990s. A blood moon is a complete lunar eclipse where the moon looks red and it has to fall on a significant day. Now, I didn't understand. Pastor Biltz did the study. He did it. Give him the credit, not some other preacher that wrote a book. Pastor Biltz did the study through NASA of the blood moon cycles that he began to notice that start falling on feast days. Let me explain. How many of you don't know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. If you, okay. There are seven festivals of Israel in the book of Leviticus 23. I'm going to name them. Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, Pentecost, Trumpets, Day of Atonement, Tabernacles. I don't expect for you to remember those. Three of them are fall festivals that Jesus fulfilled. Passover was his crucifixion. Unleavened bread, he was in the tomb. First fruits, he was seen alive by his disciples. Then 50 days after, the first Sabbath after Passover, you come to Pentecost. That's the birth of the church when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Acts 2, 1 through 4. Church was born. Holy Spirit came on the festival of Pentecost. Three festivals have not yet totally been fulfilled. They happen the seventh month, and there are three of them. They are trumpets. Ten days later is atonement. And five days later, it later is tabernacles. Are you with me? All right, boy, I could give you a revelation on that, but I'm putting it in a book and I ain't ready to preach it yet. I'm telling you, I got, I'm going to tell you, I'm about to, God, God gave this to me and I give him the glory, only the glory, but I have been working for two weeks straight. I, I typed so fast. I never saw this. I never heard a preacher preach on it, but I'm going to release a book next year that absolutely 1000% proves the pre-tribulation rapture and you can't deny it. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Nobody will be able to, nobody can, can, can counter this and, 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 and change the divine order of what I'm giving you directly from this book right here. And I've been preaching for 40 years and never saw it to, to a month ago. Ooh, hallelujah. That'll make, that'll make a Presbyterian jerk in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you know it will. You know it will. Am I still here? Am I going too fast? You keeping up with me? Okay, bring it on. Now. What I'd like to do is show you this. The signs, there's, two, there's, there's a couple major signs that happens before the tribulation, before the day of the Lord. That's what I want to key up on is those signs. Now, Pastor Biltz noted from NASA that there had been about seven series of moons that looked like blood that fell on the first day of Passover and the first day of Tabernacles. Now, Passover is the first festival of Israel. Tabernacles is the last. Feast number one, feast number seven. But here's what's weird. It's one thing for that to happen in one year. How, would you, how do you like it when it happens on back-to-back years? It's happened seven times. And here's the thing. Oh, Jesus, help me alone. 
Here's the thing that gets really, really bizarre about what everybody's talking about with blood moons. Because people say, well, I think that's just hype and people are overdoing it and it's no big deal. It is no big deal when they don't fall on back-to-back years on feast days. That's true. It is no big deal. But here's the thing you got to understand. God never allowed Israel to go on a solar calendar because the pagans worship the sun. God let Israel go on what's called the solar lunar calendar where the month was determined by the appearance of the moon. And he did that because the moon is the lesser light that has to reflect the light of the sun. And God was saying, you're going to be a small nation, but I'll make you great only when you reflect me. And that's why God chose the heavenly light of the moon to represent Israel. Therefore, when Israel... In fact, honey, I, th- I well, uh, I think I can do it off the top of my head. I started to say I have a note in there I may need, but that's all right. So, uh, here's what I want to show you. I don't want to talk about when it happened. It happened near the time of Columbus. It happened another time. But I want to show you how odd that in the past 60 years, how these blood moon cycles have come. But I want to show you a side that I never heard anybody teach and the Holy Spirit. I knew that I had the knowledge of this, but I never put it together till about a year and a half ago. Now, follow me. Israel becomes a nation in 1948. Jerusalem becomes the capital of Israel in a six-day war in 1967. Why is that important? Here's why it's important. Because the first blood moon cycle that hit in our time, let's say a 60-year time frame, hit in 1949 and 1950. First day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles in 1949, first day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles uh, in, in 1950. So 49 and 50, back-to-back blood moons. Why is that important? Because Israel became a nation in 1948. Now, you hold that thought. Just hold that thought, okay? Hold it. Then, here's another cycle. 1967, 1968. How weird is this? Back-to-back blood moons again. First day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles. Next year, back-to-back years, first day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles. What happens? Blood moons again. Why is it important? Here's why it's important. Because that's when Jerusalem became the capital of Israel. Don't miss this. All these blood moons are linked to something big happening in Israel. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not the part I want to tell you. Here's the part that's bizarre that everybody missed. 1948 and 49 on this first blood moon cycle was the beginning of the healing revival. When Old Roberts, Jack Coe, A.A. Allen, T.L. Osborne, T.L. Lowry, Morris Sorella, R.W. Schambach, all these men began their ministries, watch, as young men. You didn't, you didn't, let, me, let, me, let, me run, let me run through the bridge one time. Go back and see how old Schambach was, Morris Sorella was, T.L. Osborne was, T.L. Lowry was, Old Roberts, Old Roberts was 30 in 1948. Most of the men who started the big healing revival. Now, a lot of you won't know what I'm talking about, but it's a revival that lasted for seven years. Gorders came off of people. Blind eyes were, came, were open. People were raised from the dead. Cancer fell off of people right directly on the floor in these big tents. And most of the men, I've got a list of them. Most of the men who started the healing revival were under 30. Why? Because God says, when I get ready to pour out my spirit... After Israel is restored, sons will prophesy. And a son in Judaism is under 30. 
because the average age after the flood of a man giving, now the man didn't give birth, but a man having his first son was 35 years of age after the flood. That's the average. You can check it out. So that's a generation of 35 years. He has a son. He starts a new lineage. He has a son. Everybody still with me? Shout yes. Yes. So most of these guys, can I say it this way? Almost all of them that started the healing revival were under 35. We know them as older men now. Or Roberts died in his 90s. Uh, Sorella is in his late 80s. T.L. Lowry is 87 years of age. He's still living. We know them as older men. They were not older men back then. They were younger men who were fulfilling what Joel said in the book of Joel. Got it? Wait a minute, but don't end there. Now remember. This, this, this outpouring called the healing revival is called by Gordon Lindsay in 1948, the restoration revival. And he said it came because Israel was restored as a nation. Got it? So Israel gets restored back to back blood moons. Healing revival begins. What's it mean? God's pouring out his spirit. Well, wait a minute. It don't end there. 1967, 1968, second Back-to-back blood moon, Passover tabernacles, Passover tabernacles. What happens in that year? The charismatic renewal. The charismatic renewal in the charismatic dictionary is said to have started in 1967. Listen now, the same month and the same year when Israel went to a six-day war and got Bethlehem back, Jericho back, the Golan Heights back, Samaria back, Jerusalem back, Ramallah back... In a war. And they go in there and they take this big concrete wall down with barbed wire. And they tear that wall completely down and they reunite the city. Now here's the thing about, if you go back to the charismatic renewal, the the healing revival was basically Pentecostal people. The charismatic renewal was not Pentecostal people. It was Catholics, Episcopalians, Presbyterians, Methodist Baptists. They started full gospel businessmen. They started uh, Women's Aglow during that time. And that was the time when, now watch this, denominational walls fell. So in the natural, here's your natural. In the natural, the walls of Jerusalem that divided the city fell. In the spirit, the same years, God says, denominations nations that have walls up. I'm going to break these walls down and I will pour out my spirit on the Baptist flesh, the Catholic flesh, the Methodist flesh, the Episcopalian flesh. Is everybody hearing it? Now that's exciting, but you know what? I didn't live in 48. I didn't, you know, I was a kid in 67. I didn't even know what was going on until I got to preaching and found out there was a war then. But wait a minute. We're on a cycle right now that's not going to repeat itself for hundreds of years, which makes me think we're really into something here. It's 2014 and 2015. It's April of 2014, October of 2014. It's, it's this year. I'm talking about this year of 2015 and coming up in the fall of this year of 2015. Back to back. First day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles, 2015. Are you listening? 2014. First day of Passover, first day of Tabernacles, 2015. Now, there has been, again, blood moons on those days. Now, why is it significant? I want you to think about what's happened during the blood moon cycle. ISIS rose up during the blood moon cycle. We never heard of ISIS. 
president called them the JV team. You don't call somebody a JV team when they can knock out 550 men in the town and chop their heads off. That's not a JV team. That's a bunch of demons. Call it what it is. It's demon-possessed people. Not a JV team. ISIS has come to power, taking over a lot of Iraq, trying to take over Syria. That's point one. Wait a minute now. Hang with me. Woo, this is getting deep. At the same time, on the blood moon cycle, a nation that has said, if we get a nuke, we will, we will send it to Israel. If we get a nuke, we'll send it to New York. And we have just released $150 billion to Iran, who after we released the money, their imam posted a picture of a shadowy Obama with a gun to his head saying that if we attack them or Israel attacks them, the White House will be destroyed in 10 minutes. Now this is Iran. This is, who we, this is who John Kerry just made an agreement with. Are you kidding me? This is a nation that said, this is a nation that said, death to America, death to Israel, and they, they get the agreement and dance in the street and praise Allah and burn American flags while they're doing it. I'm missing something in this picture. I need somebody to help me explain this. So I want to tell you what they just did with their $150 billion that's supposed to be released. Ready? They just ordered 150 fighter jets, the best made from China. This is happening... During a blood moon cycle. Oh Lord, help me Jesus, help me Lord. Now you've got this stuff going on, but wait, hold on here. I, I'm the kind of preacher that you can talk about stuff that's bad, and then you can leave everybody depressed, leaving the church. Oh God, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. God, maybe you better get my tribulation food and stick it up in the corner somewhere. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not really not making fun of that. I think you ought to be prepared. But let me say something to you. This is a blood moon cycle. But do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? See, the first cycle was Israel becoming a nation. The second cycle was Jerusalem becoming the capital. Well, somehow this is connected to Israel. Here's the point. Israel will not see. Israel has seen no blood moon in Israel till the last one which is coming up. The last one appears over Israel. That's the one that's significant this coming fall. Perry, what's your opinion about the rise and the support and actually the promotion of homosexuality here, especially in the United States and around the world in light of the recent Supreme Court ruling? Uh, what do you believe that has to do with the end times as well? Now, here's what God says. Watch carefully. He said, this is what you've done. You have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for a harlot. Stop right there. A boy for a harlot is not giving a boy to a girl. The early church didn't call it homosexuality. They called it male prostitution when a man would get with a man. Now, I'm going to be very careful here because I have a ton of Arab friends. But my Arab friends have told me this. My military friends in the military in Afghanistan and Iraq have told me this. They said to me, when we were in Afghanistan, we were stunned that, and here's the saying that came, oh, I got to be very, I keep forgetting where I'm at. I can go in the South and preach this, but I got military people, I got government people, I got to be careful, I understand that. In Afghanistan, the saying was, women 
for babies, boys for pleasure. Anybody in the military will understand what I'm saying. Among the tribal men in that part of the world, it is common for them to have sex with 8, 10, 12, 13-year-old boys. And is that the truth, sir? That's the truth. And then they don't call it homosexuality. They don't use that term because it's forbidden in the Quran for, to, to, to do that. So they don't call it that. They just call it pleasuring themselves. All right? Folks, this is Pastor Robert Thibodeau again. That'll conclude our podcast with the interview with Dr. Perry Stone from the Manifest uh, program that you see on television all the time when he was at the Edgemere Church of God here in Edgemere, Maryland. And he was so gracious to give us about five, ten minutes with him. And uh, it was a, an enjoyable meeting with him. Uh, I told him that I had four or five questions already prepared that he had answered during the sermon. And there was a whole lobby full of people waiting to speak with him. So I wasn't going to waste his time asking the same questions he just talked about during the sermon. And then I had to edit them down for the broadcast and use sermon expert excerpts for uh, the answers. And he was in agreement with that. So till next time, uh, next week, we will be doing the other part of this interview. You don't want to miss it. Uh, I had a very specific question for him that will be a blessing to not only ministry folks, but business professionals as well. Till next time, it's Pastor Robert to remind you God loves you, we love you, and be blessed in all that you do. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.